Hello? Can y'all hear me? I'm back. I didn't get to pee all the way. No, I mean I peed all the way, but I didn't get a drink. You know what I'm going to try to do? I think I'm going to try to text my wife. See if she'll give me something to drink. Man, that pee felt. No. I need to get a t- <laughs> I need to get my own toilet in here. Can you bring me some tea? Cold. Anyway. Cold. Now there's a mid to low chance that she'll get it up <coughs> and get it for me. Simply because I have a habit of raising it up and putting it down like it's I do. I always raise the seat up. But I also pee in the shower. And I also think that the world is my restroom. And I pretty much pee anywhere. Anywhere that I... I mean, I don't pee outside as I as much as I used to in my drinking days. But man, in my drinking days, I would just piss anywhere. Like, we had a name for me. Our brother. Uh, we called him... I was the piss ninja. Because, oh man. Alright. I'm going to tell a story. Y'all don't judge me. But one time, I went to these people's house. It was a party. People I never met. And I really needed to pee. And I didn't want to use the bathroom. So I pissed in their garage. And I ran out. I got my brother and was like, man, we got to go. We got to go right now. He was like, what? I'm like, I just pissed in these people's garage. Like, all on the floor. For no reason. No reason. Like, just thought it was a good idea. Just, yeah. And just burnt. And actually, it was funny because it was back in my rapping days. And I think I rapped for the guy and he really liked it. It was a pretty good rap. Um, but man, yeah, I just peed in there. And that thing. So ever since then, I was like a, a piss ninja. So I've been following. I don't know if you guys. Do you guys trade stocks? I've started to. Not stocks. Stocks and cryptocurrency. There's a cryptocurrency. Let's see if I can get my boy on the phone. Get on the phone. I've been really looking at cryptocurrency. And a buddy of mine got me on to investing in XRP. Right? Right now, I don't understand the whole thing about the cryptocurrency. I sounded real old when I said that about the cryptocurrency. But all I know is that I've invested $300 in it and right now it's worth $400 not so much I've been investing in hearts and mind of those who I discern how so Mike you might need to just hop on the show man I call in if it'll let you so I'm curious I'm curious to hear um, what you got to say you sound like you have a wealth of knowledge about these topics and subjects or you can just stay in the comment section and I'll continue to read what you're talking about oh I got some tea y'all oh yeah so the percentages went up I do need to have tea and it's cold thank you black woman it's good it has no no water in it I'm sorry it doesn't have any sweetener in it that's cool man I will be on more than once it doesn't have any sweetener in it I'm really trying to stay away from artificial sweets so the Rockets are up. I mean, the Warriors leave the Rockets. I'm probably going to watch the game a little bit. But 
I try to stay away from sweets, artificial sweets. It's hard because I have a sweet tooth. But I'll challenge y'all to do something because they say that artificial sweets are inflammatory. Try this for me when you get a chance. Before you eat or drink anything, just look at your stomach in the mirror. Jiggle it a little bit, whatever. If you drink or eat something that's an artificial sweetener, watch how your stomach poaches out. It's weird. You'll get inflamed a little bit. We don't notice it because we consume sugar so much, but just maybe not first thing in the morning. Maybe just wait. Just wait and see. Give it a little chance and then consume the artificial sweetener. I got to have this garage up. I'm going nuts. I put it down because I'm in the garage and I didn't want my laptop to get stolen. I mean, I want an iPad, but try pay attention to your body. That's really what I'm asking you to do. If you eat or drink something, people, I always change my diet all the time. I'm always eating different shit. People always ask me why. It's also the cause of leaky gut syndrome. What is? I mean, you're right. And I've had leaky gut. And I can always tell because it manifests on my scalp. Different story. But Pay attention to how things make you feel when you consume them. Yes, artificial. And that's how I know it's simple when to eat something and when not to eat something. So here's the like this is the litmus test. If you had to take a big test or give a huge presentation, what would you eat? A burger and fries with a large soda or a salad and some fish you would probably eat the lighter of the two why because you know what the burger and fries are going to do to you and make you sluggish and feel like shit why are we knowingly eating things that make us feel poorly I always thought about birds and rice they said that if you throw rice down a bird eats it and it explodes or a mouse in a trap they eat something, it kills them, and they die. I was like, that's stupid. What kind of animal would consume something knowingly that would kill them? Hmm. Humans. We do it all the time. If you want to know if something is good for you, go to the source. Listen to your body. It will tell you. Don't listen to your tongue. They can manipulate that. Don't listen to your sense of smell. You can make a pile of shit smell good. You can make it taste good, I guess. You get what I'm saying. But it will never make you feel good. Like lipstick on a pig. They can dress alcohol up any way they want to. They can put everything sweet in it. They can put a balloon. They can put a little tiki torch. They can put all kinds of stuff in it. Alcohol makes you feel a certain type of way if you consume it in excess, no matter how they dress it up. It is poison to your body. 
And it's not a mystery that it's a poison to your body because you legit just have to pay attention to how you feel after you consume it. It is not a mystery. When you drink caffeine in excess, your body gives you a warning that something's wrong. I didn't drink too much of this shit. My heart's about to explode. I feel an impending sense of doom. You know it. When you eat a burger, you feel slow and sluggish. They say sleep is the cousin of death. If you consume something and it makes you want to go to sleep, don't eat that shit. There you go. There you go. That's the secret diet. If you feel like shit, don't eat the shit. Bam. Just saves you a shit ton of money. It does require some discipline to do such a thing. But once you start, you will feel great. I can promise you, you'll have more energy than you ever had. What I'm starting to realize is that true freedom comes from discipline. Mike Emanuel. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Is is my audio coming in good or is it yeah. breaking up? No, I can hear you perfect, man. What you got to say? Oh, man. My Bluetooth is usually pretty crap. But... No, I just, uh, you're, you're, you're very intelligent, man. You, you know what you're talking about. And that's like, it's refreshing to hear, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. rare. Um, <laughs> man, honestly. So I've gotten this way through a lifetime of work and it didn't even really start with me. It started with my father. He was always trying to get me to read different books. Uh, he got me to reading 48 Laws of Power early. Uh, As a Man Thinketh. Um, Think and Grow Rich. Richest Man in Babylon. He would flood me with these books. And at the time, I was too young to fully understand what he was trying to give me. Because no one had necessarily taught him that. High, you know, it goes back to that Maslow's hierarchy. My grandparents were still worrying about safety and security. So they could never get to that self-actualization point. Well, my father moved one step past my parent, my grandparents, and he gave me the gift of self-actualization or the ability to go seek it out. And it wasn't until he passed that that part of me started to manifest more abundantly. I guess I started to, I guess because he wasn't around, the only instinct that I could trust was my own gut instinct. I didn't have anybody else to lean on as far as an opinion. I had to start making my own opinions. And that's a really tough thing as a child. When you grow into a man, when you realize that your father has faults or they're not always right and you are the adult. They're not Superman anymore yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's tough. Is your father still alive? Uh, no, no. But uh, he uh, had a great heart. Uh, he had a rough life, and I learned a lot from it um, because, you know, I mean, to get to the core of it, it's kind of like uh, people can tell you the right way, and it, and people can all agree, but 
until we face, let's say, that mountain or that edge, we have to, uh, with just our own free will to, to approach it and to feel its relevance and its gravity and, 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 uh, it's, it's, is it real? Is it what they're saying is right or wrong? And reality, yeah, through our, you know, relation in the world and things around us, uh, yeah, it's important for us to experience some of the things like, uh, you know, unfortunately pain. We, yeah, we have pain and sorrow and sadness, but those things, don't keep you down. They help you see that there's more. It helps you grow in a sense, like the seasons, right? You know, yeah. Winter, everything's bare and it seems desolate and, and without life. But spring comes and new growth and things that were old and, and things that were uh, that weren't any good mm-hmm. broke off and now you know, growing. Anyways, yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally. Yeah. I totally agree with, with I, I totally agree with what you're trying to say. The hardest part that I that for humans, I don't know why it is that we think this way. We think that the winter part is going to last forever. And instead of doing something to like like birds do and migrate, we just sit there and we stay in it and we ruminate on self awareness. Yeah. And that's a hard. We are the only species that are able to be, know our environment, mm-hmm. think about it, have higher uh, thoughts, and try to interpret and learn what to be self-aware. It's 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 like a sovereign characteristic uh, you know, in us. That it's only one of us, and there'll never never be another like us. Yeah, we are unique and special. We are a, we are so unique. Each person. I truly believe this, that each person on the planet has a talent in them is if you decide to nurture it or leave it dormant. That is the key to life. You brought up a really good uh, thing, like a baby, right? You wouldn't feed a baby a steak, right? No. Makes no like you have to give it milk. Yeah. So like being told at a young age, uh, these things are deep and you know meat the meat of the core it's hard to digest because we haven't had the milk to nurture like you like perfectly said and we have to grow into we have to mature see these things feel it out like you said and, and kind of like experience it and and uh and then the meat kicks in when your father passed and you were able to mm. reflect those traits that uh, you w- took into account and you acted on and they came to be true to you. They, 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 they were right, or in a sense, right? And mm-hmm. you kind of work these things out. You know, it makes Beautiful. you wonder if everybody, if everybody's view of the world is varies by their, if every, okay, so here's the question. If everybody's view of the world is changed by the things that they have gone through in life, is there any actual true view of what's actually happening, or do or fundamentals? Do we, well, no, I mean like if every if every way if everything that we view is colored by the way we view them, what's the true view of any one event, like an earthquake? Like, I'm trying to figure out how to explain well, what I'm saying. Well, it depends on what lens you're looking for. Is it through uh, the, is it what the world has told you, or what you've seen on TV? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that is within you that is 
like a, like I said, like a fundamental, like a, an anchor in the storm, something that, that is true. Like, uh, is it wrong to punch a newborn baby? Yes. Well, here's the question. That's just not right. How many people yeah. have to agree on something to make it true? Like, uh, what's the cutoff that... point? Like, if I look at, say me and you are in a room, right? And we're right. looking at something, and it's black, and you say it's not black, and just us in the room, what color is it? Because we're both viewing it from that perspective. What's the environment? What are the conditions? What are my, am I colorblind? Am I, um, right, am I, well, see, you uh, see what I'm saying? So where's what, my heart? Hey, where's so my heart at? The question is, are, am, are you colorblind or do I have the ability, a super ability to see color? If there's only two of us, who would determine which is the truth? In which you possess a gift that would lift the other up mm-hmm. to help understand if they're able to have their defenses down or if their heart is, you know, not solid, but in a sense able to receive truth. Well, let me because ask you this. Truth can be uprooted. What if people that are colorblind, what if people who are colorblind actually are seeing the world the way that it's supposed to be viewed? And we're the ones with the screwed up sense, but because there's more of us, it's the truth for us. So what, in which context? Are we talking about the political environment that is no, very... No, I'm just talking about colors. Or is it... So as in, like, a no colorblind one. person, is there any other colorblind that he can relate to? Or is he the only one? That is the case, then that is the truth for him. And that is his lens, his reality. No one else has that. If right. that is the case, to only see black or black and white or no color then that is true for him because his view is unique, yes, into its own. And so, no one else has it if we were to assume it. So does that mean that if a large majority of people believe something, then that's the truth? A majority would uh, can be compromised or uh, corruption can get into of the majority because who is the majority? Right. What are they agreeing on? Is it independent? Was it sought? Was it solicited? Was it enticed? Mm-hmm. But how was it these truths, and how are they brought to you? How was it brought to the table? Right. You know, by one individual saying these people said this, or inside we all desire to love and be loved in a sense we have been hurt, and love is scary. We block it off and put up our defenses, you know, right. and, and, and we're unable to see or want to see love anymore because we're afraid of the pain. Why do you think so much of, how many, you know, that's a good good topic, like pain that you feel from love. Why exactly does it hurt so bad? Because love uh, is so beautiful and it's something so intimate that at its core for me, my experiences in life has shown me that I had one true love from the mm-hmm. very beginning and I, that love was, was lost. Um, and I've been, I guess I can't say from the beginning, but since then I've always wanted it back. Mm-hmm. And the love we here have with each other, uh, phileo, uh, romantic love, or Philadelphia, brotherly love, these types of loves are finite enough. human emotions and, and they, you know, facilitate, you know, uh, dating or uh, relationships, it's mm-hmm. our relation to others that bonds us, that love we feel of, mm-hmm. uh, of, 
being um, cared for and nurtured and together in you know in this world and we're not just alone in there you know that's funny it, that's... it hurts because it's necessary we if we don't hurt how would we know the difference of what is good and bad mm -hmm. and what is good and bad are who's say what's good is good and what's bad is bad right and you so, know that's funny that you brought that up. That's funny that you brought up the types of love, right? So there's eight different types of love, right? You have euros, which is the erotic love, philia or affectionate love. You know, there's different types. But the one that we don't seem to get to in today's society much is pragma, which is enduring love love that goes past we usually get to like a couple of different steps we do the affection part we do the obsessive part we do the playful part we do the erotic part but that last they all part, have conditions though right that they all have different conditions they all have different they steps have things that need to be met right yep and they all have equal importance because the agape the unconditional unconditional unmarried. love the, yeah the, uh, the one without conditions the one that is given freely because you're cheerfully and wonderfully made, and that's, yeah. uh, that's a that's a you're not alone. that's a that's a that's it's a that's one of the easiest ones to obtain. That's one of the easiest ones to obtain, but the hardest ones to obtain. You can get it through God, but getting it from man is very difficult. Impossible. Yeah. It is impossible. Every man will fail you. Someone will let you down. Yes. You, you will get hurt. But yes. relationships, like you said, endurance. Uh, it's like gold when it's in, has impurities. In the fire, it's fine. Mm -hmm. They're brought up to the surface so that these impurities can be taken out. But the process of the pain brings these uh, inequities to the surface that mm -hmm. yet we can recognize them, have others show us to take or help us take them out, and that. And that in that fire, we, we, we are, are, are refined, mm -hmm. experiencing things to be true mm -hmm. long through time. You know, we're stubborn, hard hearts, and discernment is so key for generation. Man, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you brought that earth, that word up. It's a big word. It is a, it's huge. Having proper discernment. But you have to trust it. You have to trust that you're feeling and seeing what you're seeing. Because if you don't, like so I always use this example. You ever been driving on a highway and you're trying to decide if you go left or right? If you take, if you trust your gut instinct and go left and you're wrong, you're like, ah, no big deal. But if you go right and you were supposed to go left, you always say the same thing. I should have listened to myself. Why not listen to myself? And you beat yourself up when you turn around and go the wrong way. I'm telling everybody here right now, especially when it comes to relationships, that odd feeling that you're having about that person is true. Don't let anybody gaslight you into thinking something different. If you have a friend and they say something to you that makes you feel uncomfortable walking away, they probably did mean it the way that you thought. If you have somebody in your life that you don't quite trust and you don't quite know why, trust that feeling. Don't wait. You don't always have to see the evidence. Because if if you think about it like this, if you were the instinct in you is God given, 
Do you sit around waiting for all the evidence before you believe in God? No. So trust that gut instinct. You don't need to. What you end up realizing with gut instinct, it makes you avoid more issues than you run into. If you see that dark alley and you just don't go down it, you'll never know that you were going to get robbed in that alley. That's a good thing because how many of us do the same thing? You walk down that alley 